Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Wednesday, July 21st, 2021. Sometimes as we look at scripture, we see some amazing statements, statements that sound so good, maybe even statements that sound too good, if we're being honest. Statements that look so good on paper, but maybe it feels like there's a disconnect between what we're seeing in the word and what we're feeling in our hearts. Well, today we're going to look at what I think is one of the most amazing passages in scripture. And then we're going to look at another one that I think shows us how to pray in times where maybe we're struggling to believe or embrace what we see in Scripture. So first, we want to go to Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Ephesians 3, 14 through 21. And let me just read this whole passage. And I mean, buckle your seatbelts. Make sure you're sitting down. Uh, This is just amazing stuff. It says, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we could ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So there we see uh, just an amazing passage that ends just kind of with that crescendo, the grand finale of a God that can do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. And we need, frankly, to think bigger when it comes to God. This was the last passage I preached on to kind of our pre-launch church planting team before launch Sunday. And we looked at this passage and I talked about that scene from the movie Jaws uh, where, you know, the, the police chief sees the, you know, as he's chumming the waters, sees Jaws for the first time, you know, and he just backs slowly into the cabin of the ship and looks at the other guy and says, you're going to need a bigger boat right? We need a bigger view of God, right? If we really get a glimpse of how powerful and majestic God is, we need to raise our expectations of what we expect God can and will do. I mean, we need to think bigger. We need to think bigger just about God's glory. You get a sense of that at the beginning. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, and that according to the riches of his glory, just that he's a God that is rich in glory. We need to think bigger just about God himself. We need to have a higher view of God. We need to think more about Passages like Isaiah 6, where he sees that vision of God seated on the throne and the train of his robe filling the temple. 
with glory. We also need to think bigger about the power that is at work in us. And again, let's be careful. We need to not think bigger about our own power. We need to think bigger about the power that is working in us, that through the spirit of God, we have power in our inner being because through the spirit of God dwelling in us, then really it's it's like Christ is dwelling in our hearts through faith. And so this power is linked with faith, that through faith in the power of God, faith in the spirit and, and the son in our hearts, right? We will have more power to live the Christian life than we realize. We also need to think bigger about the love of God. I mean, that's amazing that he prays that they will have the strength to comprehend. He's kind of like, whoa, if you want to comprehend God's love, you need more strength than you've got because God's love is so big. What is the breadth and length and height and depth to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge? Unfortunately, we don't think as greatly about the love of God as we do. And many of us, we have to try to avoid the thought that God or Christ is somehow out to get us. When no, it says, no, he loves us with a love that is beyond our comprehension. And then we get to, again to that crescendo and just thinking bigger about what God can do, that he can do more than we could ask or think. And we need to be honest with ourselves and just realize that many times we think too small about God. We, we think, oh, that sin in my life, it's just too big for me to overcome. Oh, that, that ministry that I would like to be a part of or to see happen or to get started. Ah, that's just, there's too many obstacles in the way. Revival, well, you know, that sounds nice, but it's, it's never going to happen. We think too small about God. We think much too big about other people or our circumstances and much too small about God. So I hope this passage encourages you to think bigger to, through faith, live out that power that comes through the Holy Spirit and and to even rest today in the amazing love of God. But if we're all being honest, it's not every day that we read that and we're like, yes, let's go. All right. Sometimes we read that and it's like, that sounds good, but man, that's just not how I feel. And so what do we do in that? And I think a prayer that might help us in those situations is what we see in Psalm 86. As we look today at verses one through seven. And here you, you don't seem to come across somebody that's very confident. Uh, it starts by saying, incline your ear, O Lord, and answer me, for I am poor and needy. Preserve my life, for I am godly. Save your servant who trusts in you. You are my God. Be gracious to me, O Lord, for to you do I cry all the day. Gladden the soul of your servant, for to you, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. Give ear, O Lord, to my prayer. Listen to my plea for grace. In the day day of my trouble, I call upon you, for you answer me. So there, you you see just a prayer, a humble prayer from somebody that is poor, poor and needy. But in that prayer, you still see that there's a confidence that God is good, that God is forgiving, that he is abounding in steadfast love. So if the amazing statements of Ephesians 3 seem far away 
and distant from you today, I would encourage you to follow it up by praying Psalm 86 and just coming to God and saying, God, I'm poor and needy. God, I really need your help. God, I know your character. I know your love. I know that you're good and forgiving, but hear my my cry. Give me grace today. Encourage my heart. And I think we serve a God who's going to answer those prayers. So let's hold on to the amazing statements of Ephesians 3. Let's seek to stretch our faith, but let's also go to God and ask him for the help that we are on some level going to need to do that. Let's move on now to 2 Chronicles chapter chapters 1 through 4. Now, uh, there's there's not really a break even in the Hebrew Bibles. Books like First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, First Second Chronicles are, are kind of held together, not so much divided into two parts. So there's not really a big change here as we go from First Chronicles to Second Chronicles, at least in, in the way that it was written. Uh, we do clearly see a division that First Chronicles we were focusing a lot on King David, and now we are going to get into King Solomon. And then remember, First Chronicles is just going to really dig into the descendants of David and Solomon, which were then after Solomon in the southern kingdom of Judah, and it's not going to focus so much on the northern kingdom of Israel. But today it's going to start off with just some familiar things with King Solomon. Uh, We're going to see again him praying and asking God for wisdom. So I think, again, that's a good thing for us. We should be praying for wisdom. And we should also be reminded, what is it that we really want? Are we really going to God and saying, God, more than helping me to have smooth circumstances today, God, I want you to give me wisdom today. Or going to God and asking things like, God, I want you to give me faith today, faith to believe these amazing statements that I've seen in your word. So I hope that encourages you to pray for the right things today. Uh, But then it goes into greater depth here in some of these early chapters in, in Chronicles of just the preparations to build the temple. Yesterday, we saw how David really uh, got a lot of these things loaded and ready to go. But now we see how Solomon went about and built the temple and we get into just the process and, and the furnishings and these different things. But you see even the application of wisdom that Solomon had then to carrying out this task that God had uh, given to him. And we'll see some amazing things just as the temple really is um, kind of inaugurated and starting to be used and the ark is brought into the temple tomorrow. But today, let's remember again, Solomon's prayer for wisdom. And then just as we think about thinking bigger about God and what it is that he can do, let's close with looking at a miracle of Jesus uh, in Luke chapter seven, verses 11 through 17. And here we see Jesus raise someone from the dead. Now, this is kind of a category above any other miracles that Jesus does when he raises uh, someone from the dead. We obviously, the most famous resurrection is probably when he raises Lazarus from the dead. But here, this is a pretty incredible scene. And when you're just reading quickly through the gospel of Luke, you can be tempted to kind of just skip over it and be like, oh, cool, another miracle. No, just pause and notice this isn't just... Uh, you know, healing somebody, which we've now seen, and you'll see several times, this is Jesus raising someone from the dead. And here, 
We see even just the compassion that he has as it was the son of a widow. So this woman would have just been really in a tough spot in society with her husband and her son gone, kind of without anyone to support her. And Jesus has compassion on her and raises the son from the dead. And obviously this is a shocking thing. People say a great prophet has arisen among us. It was in the same uh, area that one of the prophets did uh, an incredible miracle in raising a child from the dead um, back in the Old Testament. So there's some comparisons there, but this was clearly something that got people's attention. And this report has about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. So people took notice of this thing that Jesus did. And may we take notice today and be reminded Uh, That we need to think bigger about our God, about our Savior, uh, about uh, what Jesus can do. And I pray that that builds up our faith today. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.